1: Murder. Murder. Welcome to Death Do Us Part podcast hosted by my wife, Jamie.
2: Hello.
1: And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hi. Hey, Patreons. Oh, yeah, there's a Patreon. Uh huh. What Sweet. up, fam? Sweet. What is the dealio, fam?
3: <sighs>
1: Hope y'all are doing good. <clears throat> it's. Monday, it's a rainy day. It's sucky out there. Kind of crappy, yeah. but uh, I had a good day at the gym. That's good. Yeah, I felt a little stronger than usual. Good. So pumping the arms out. I went to work. Yeah. How was that? Mm. You sounded cranky today, so.
3: Yeah, I was super busy. Yeah. Like oh, super busy.
1: Like usual. Yeah. You always are busy, so
3: But you guys were calling more than normal today too. I'm
1: sorry. So I'm sorry, we miss you. I know,
3: but I was like, for the love of all that is fucking holy, what now?
1: Stop calling.
3: What? <laughs> I'm
1: sorry.
3: I'm Mom, I have an idea. <laughs> Listen, unless it's your fucking leg falling off, stop calling me.
1: <laughs> right. I know. I'm oh. sorry. I, I know we did call a little bit too much today, so I apologize.
3: It's a good thing nobody was back there with me, because I was like, I was like... You were motherfucker, Motherfucker, yeah. Really? I was. That bad? Yeah, yeah. You guys called me like 117 fucking times today.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. babe.
3: For like, nothing important either.
1: No. Not no. a single part of it Not was important. Really. Just really to hear your voice. You know what, though?
3: It doesn't beat the other night when... I'm dispatching, and clearly when I don't answer the phone, you're in there now. You see why I don't answer the phone. Yeah, I know. So you called the work phone. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe something's wrong. I'm like, what? And you decided it was time to play Super Troopers. (laughs) He's gangly. He's like a moose. I was like, dear God. (laughs) Forgive me, because I'm about to go to jail. Uh... Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: so uh a couple of things um thank you guys for continuing to purchase my book um if you can please leave reviews that definitely helps out um you know it, it helps out the sales and everything like that and it like puts my book first you know, on like Barnes and Nobles and all the other sites. So please leave reviews. Hopefully, they're good reviews. I I really hope you guys got something out of the book. Um, if you're interested in purchasing it, it's called Progress, not Perfection. Um, you know, it's it's the story. My story. Um, actually, Jamie and I. You know, both of our story. Uh, when I got sick and everything and trying to overcome it and get back to the uh, a new normal. So.
3: I don't understand bad reviews when it comes to stuff like that. Like, don't be a dick.
1: No, people have been leaving good reviews. No, no, I know. I'm just... saying in
3: general. Like, if you have a bad review about a book like that, leave it to your fucking self.
1: Well, already then. It. Think y- about it. Yeah, like, I know. How
3: much did it take that person to get that story out? out and um, then you're it, gonna be a fucking twat face and start get, leaving bad reviews
1: it took me over a year you you know it
3: fuck you you don't like my story put the fucking book down yeah. take it back and get your money back
1: suck yeah, a dick on top of it took me over a year to write yeah it, you know get all my thoughts out and everything it's so. not
3: like it's a fiction story you right, know right that's what i'm saying. Like. Why would you leave a bad review on a book like that?
1: But thank you, guys. And if you could spread the word, if you do like it, you know. tell. And your if you
3: f- don't, keep it yourself.
1: Right. But tell your friends, family, you know, if you need a little motivation or inspiration in your life, check out check out the book. Um, you could buy it pretty much everywhere except Target. For some reason, Target does not sell it.
3: Which kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah. I don't know why, hmm. but...
3: I'm a little crabbier than I thought I was. You are. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So you are a little crotchety today.
3: It's your fucking headphones hitting the mic.
1: No, it's not.
3: It was when you were leaning forward.
1: Oh, sorry.
3: Mm. Hmm.
1: Man, you're crotchety you today. Blame it on me. I was just saying. No, you I weren't. Heard a noise.
3: And blamed it on me.
1: Just suck in your vape, babe. Mm-hmm. Suck it in. I'm, you you need a drag. I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> hmm. so what else is up babe nothing we got a good case today that's what's we up do I'm, I'm actually really pumped for this case really? yeah
3: I don't think there's uh, I don't um, I don't know how much you know about it to know if I found something that you don't know
1: yeah I know because this, this case I pretty much know.
3: You knew Kurt Cobain too, and I still found stuff.
1: Yeah, you did. You did. Mm.
3: So. I bet you what I knew I told you last night that you didn't know.
1: Probably, yeah. Fuck! Yeah. I
3: didn't even think about it.
1: That was probably it. Damn it. So, yeah, everything else. But it, it's gonna be good to hear it again. You know, so.
3: Maybe you don't know.
1: Hmm. We'll, we'll we see. Sh- we shall see
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. we shall see mm-hmm. so um this one i i could see being a little bit longer so we should probably just jump right in there there's a lot of info on this yeah and i i know like we're probably gonna state our opinions and stuff like that it's gonna hard to it, it, it this case is gonna be hard to stay down the middle because there's there is so... no down the middle. There is no down the no, middle.
3: No, there is no down the middle. Like yeah, this is he, what fucking happened. He,
1: right, but like the conspiracy theories.
3: Oh, like mine.
1: Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that was the same one that that I had.
3: He's in Cuba.
1: No, I don't think that.
3: I know you don't think that. I don't think that either. I, don't I would think like that. to think that.
1: When we get to it, I'll I'll explain what my theory is.
3: I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think our theory is a theory. I think it's fucking fact. I I I think think that's what fucking happened. I
1: I do too. I do too, but who knows? We'll see. But yeah, I I think we should just jump right into it. This is a good one, y'all. Tupac, Tupac, Shakur. Shakur. Tupac.
3: R.I.P. Tupac.
1: I know. My favorite rapper. We should have like kids today. Do not. They just don't know. Our kids know. Yeah, our our kids know. know. (laughs) know. Yeah, they know what's up. But kids today have no clue what good rap is.
3: No, they don't. Not at all. Because it's not rap now. It's It's not.
1: It's gibberish. They
3: say four fucking words over and over and over.
1: Yeah, it's stupid. It's not actual like songs. It's not actual, like, Tupac, to me, his lyrics were, like, poetry. He
3: wrote poetry. Yeah. That's why.
1: And that's, and even Biggie, like, it it was, like, almost poetry.
3: I wrote a poem the other day. Did I tell you this at 3 in the morning? No, you didn't. (laughs) I texted Oscar a poem.
1: Roses are red, violets are blue, you could go suck a dick.
3: (laughs) Close. (laughs) I said, uh, insomnia can suck a dick. I'm going to look like a crackhead hick. This is why I'm always sick. Insomnia can suck a dick.
1: (laughs) I love it. That was my poem at 3 (laughs) a.m. Good job, baby.
3: And Oscar's like, so I'll stay till 7 if you want to lay down for a little bit. (laughs) Good job. That was my poem. Mm
1: -hmm. I love it. Oscar's such a good worker, too.
3: He is. We don't deserve Oscars. No. We don't. No.
1: Oscar is one in a million.
3: He, the other day... There was another kid, um, and and I hate to say they're kids because I mean they're not kids, but they're 25, twenty five.
1: Yeah, but kids. it's kids, kids to us.
3: Um, this guy, this guy, he's just he's a super nice guy. He just yeah. is. He's very quiet. A lot of people don't know him very well. He kind of keeps to himself, you yeah. know. But Oscar, he came up to the window the other day, and Oscar's like, "You know what? You're like a really good guy." And the guy looked at him and smiled and he's like, well, thank you. And Oscar's like, no, he's like, you know, you're like the one person that nobody can talk shit about because there's nothing bad to say about you. He's like, you're just a really good person. You're a really good guy. And Marcus, Marcus, now I just said his name, which he told me I could. He's like, you know, that means a lot. That does. We, we need more people like you in the world, Asker. And and Asker's like, we need more people like you in the world, Marcus. And I was Aww. like... Oh. Guys, I'm like a proud mama. It was like Aww, 7 a.m. what a moment. Like, they made each other's fucking day. Yeah. And,
1: what a moment.
3: You know, I like we don't deserve people like them
1: no that's that's awesome
3: oscar's just he just wants to make everybody happy
1: I he does he does he does he wants to do everything for everyone and just please everyone and
3: i get really really mad when they fuck with him at night yeah leave him alone
1: yeah leave him alone
3: it makes me upset
1: yeah i'll have to whoop some ass
3: but they were doing it one night and they didn't know i was in there and I got on the radio when he went to the bathroom, and I was like, not tonight, guys.
1: Oh, good.
3: Yeah. Uh-uh. uh
1: uh-uh. Yeah, fuck that. He's yeah. too good of a guy.
3: He's going to be a daddy soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had a. They had an ultrasound the other day, and they're yeah. at the stage where the baby looks like a fucking freaky alien with no <laughs> eyeballs. <white> <laughs> You're right. Right. And he's like, the baby's kind of scary. And I was like, no, they're supposed to look like <laughs> oh, that.
1: Oh, they'll it's, be even scarier okay. when they come out. Yeah. Be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Reality is fucking here. Well,
3: then I show him, like, I'm like, just wait till you get, like, a 3D ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Because ours, like, I have the pictures next to each other so you can see it. Like, I had my ultrasound. I was like, dear God, I'm giving birth to Mark. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> actual birth to Mark. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Her little man.
3: He's that little. Uh, we were talking about, uh, like, not being able to, like, snatch him off the street. Because you yeah. can't snatch 180 pounds off the fucking street. Right. One of the girls at work was, like, pull up in that van and be like, Hey, my dude, I got a sandwich and some PS5 in here. And she's like, Your kid is gone. Oh, and yeah, I was like, Oh, in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. I was like, Give it an hour. He'll be back. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to play with me? Do you want to come see the screen I made? Come look at the skin. Can I have $20? Right. They'll bring them back. <laughs> They'll
1: bring them back. They will. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. But uh, I got to say.
3: Yeah. So, Jacks told us. He knows the truth about Santa
1: I know. I'm so disappointed. So, on one
3: hand, like, when Leah didn't, I was like, this sucks. But then it was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's like these little milestones that he has. Like, it's like, oh, because it's our baby. He's our last one. Yeah. But then on the other hand, it's like, oh, my God. Thank you,
1: Jesus. I know. Like, he can
3: go to the bathroom in public now by himself. Because, again, you are not snatching 180 pounds. Right. But now this no Santa thing.
1: I know. This kind of hurt me, though. It hurt. He's like dad- Please don't be upset. It hurt, and I was like, but on the oh, other boy.
3: hand, an Amazon package came the other day. Yeah, and he was like, "What's in the box?" And we were like, "Well, uh, well." And I looked at Mark, and Mark looked at me. I was like, "Fuck it, he don't believe in Santa anymore." I was like, "It's one of your fucking presents. Put it down." And he's right. like, "Okay." <laughs> right. I was like, oh, thank God! I don't have to call the neighbors to get the boxes off the porch anymore. It, before Exactly.
1: It gets yep. Oh, it is so, a lot easier oh, though. It's so much easier. Yeah,
3: it's great yeah that box kind of did me yeah. in when I was like, it's yours. Stop fucking touching it <laughs> yeah. okay because he
1: kept asking about mm-hmm. it. I'm like, buddy, do not open it yeah, it's yours. oh yeah, because we
3: used to have to tell him well it's it's moms it says and he yeah. opens my packages all the time man. right right so yeah, this is so much better yeah, so much
1: it's better. it sucks at the same time, but because
3: he's our baby but he's our
1: baby boy, but it is I like is... how he
3: lent us down gently though oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, he did it perfectly yeah mm. He did it perfectly.
3: Leah let us come to her. Yeah, and he he did it because he wanted a video
1: game. It,
3: exactly, yeah. and, and he knew I it was going to be just, half from Santa.
1: I think he just got tired of like playing it off. Well,
3: because your sister scared them and told the kids in order to re- you must in order to receive you must believe. So they thought that if they didn't believe in Santa, right? It, she means Jesus, guys, not Santa, right? Yeah. <laughs> You have to believe in the spirit of Jesus, right. not Santa. Hey
1: Zeus! <laughs> Way to miss the point, but right. I get it.
3: <laughs> so, dipshits. Uh, yeah, it sucks, but it's just easier.
1: Some good coffee, some cinnamon coffee you bought.
3: Mix it with the vanilla. It's really good.
1: Oh, I didn't even think That's of that. That's
3: what I was doing. I was mixing the vanilla, the pre-made lattes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: okay. that would be good.
3: Yeah. All right.
1: be really good. All right, let's... Get into this juicy case.
3: A little Tupac here.
1: Yeah, Tupac, my man.
3: So, a little bit of a backstory here. All right. Alice Faye Williams was born on January 10th, 1947, in North Carolina. In 1958, she moved to the South Bronx with her mom and her sister. She was very smart, uh, above average reading, had all honors classes, and even won a journalism award. She was accepted into Manhattan's High School of Performing Arts, but couldn't afford school supplies, so she felt like an outcast, Mm. which caused her to drop out before finishing her first year. She didn't really have a place where she fit in. She kind of drifted around and ended up joining a Bronx street gang by the name of The Disciples. Ooh. She briefly worked at the post office and was one of the first female postal workers in New York City. Wow. After hearing a speech by Bobby Seale, who is the uh, co-founder of the Black Panther Party, Alice, uh, she decided to join the group in 1968. In 1968, again, she met and married a member by the name of Lumumba Shakur.
1: Sorry I ruined your Black Panther Party.
3: And it's Shakur. Sh- I, I can't say it right. Everybody says it different. So... Um. After, oh, God, did I miss a page here?
1: Oh, my God, did you?
3: I might have.
1: Oh, oh did Oh, yeah,
3: it? I did. I put him in a different order. Ooh. Uh, so after they married, Alice ended up changing her name to Afina Shakur. Really? Shakur Shakur. Yeah, to Shakur. Afina. Her name was Alice. Yeah. Now it's Afina.
1: Afina. Afina.
3: Uh, she quickly became a section leader of the Harlem chapter and was mentoring new members. In April of 1969, Afina and 20 other members were arrested for conspiracy to bomb police stations and public buildings in Damn. New York City. Bail was set at $100,000 for everyone, which is Whoa. the equivalent to $800,000 now. I,
1: I was going to say, like, now? That's yeah. close to a million.
3: Yeah, it's $800,000. So, um,
1: for each one? For each one.
3: Oh, man, that hurts. This group was referred to as the Panther 21. Now, Afina and another member by the name of Jamal jo- Joseph were bailed out first so they could raise money for the other members. In February How the
1: th- fuck are you going to raise that much money? for? You know what I mean? I know. I know.
3: Um, in February of 1970, they had a pre-trial, uh, but in September, September 8th, the actual trial started. Charges included attempted murder, conspiracy to commit murder, conspiracy to bomb buildings, and just conspiracy, which could lead to a 300-year sentence. Whoa. Yeah, per person.
1: Yikes.
3: Now, while Afina was out on bail uh, in the fall of 1970, she met a New Jersey trucker, who was also a Black Panther member, by the name of William Garland. <clears throat> At some point, her bail was revoked. I okay. Don't, I couldn't find why. Yeah. Um, so she was sent back to prison. Oh, wow. Pregnant. Ooh, with the baby. Pregnant. Now, at the trial, Afina represented herself.
1: Oh, why do you do that? Wait. Okay.
3: No, you're not supposed to because... No. Duh. She's not an attorney. Right. What she said you're was... You're never
1: supposed to do that. She
3: was giving the last speech she would ever give in her life before dying in prison, essentially. So she gave it everything she had. Really? Now, she has been credited with saving the Panther 21.
1: Wow. One okay. of the
3: witnesses she cross-examined was Ralph White, who was an undercover police officer that infiltrated the Black Panthers. Hafina, Afina had always questioned White's involvement and his membership with the party. She said that he was, quote, a hothead and too arrogant for a panther. White would always counter this, saying her denouncing him was retaliation for him refusing to hire her in the Harlem office. Not only did she get him to admit, under oath, that himself and two other agents had organized the majority of the unlawful activities the 21 were being accused of, but also that he had never seen her carry a gun, bomb anything, or kill anyone.
1: See, now, I don't mean to cut you off, but... All this Black Panther stuff, I didn't know about his mom. Uh, about his mom, yeah, yeah. Th- this is all new to me. I I had no clue.
3: Thank you for making me feel better. Yeah, because you knew that was my goal. I knew
1: she was a Black Panther, but mm. I I didn't know like all. She all was this like shit.
3: a good, a good one. Yeah, you know? yeah. So <clears throat> he um, would actually say under oath that he had only ever seen her doing peaceful organizations in schools, hospitals and on the streets.
2: Hmm.
3: Now, in May of 1971, May 12th of 1971, after an 8-month long trial. Wow. All 21 including Afina were acquitted.
1: No shit.
3: She got them all off. She, the did. Fu- she did. She did.
1: Representing them?
3: Representing herself.
1: How in the fuck did that happen? She
3: got the undercover cop to admit that him and his buddies had planned all of the bombings and then blamed it on the Panther 21. (sighs) She got him to admit it under oath.
1: Dude, that's insane.
3: Mm -hmm. A black woman in the 70s.
1: Yeah, that's insane.
3: In a courtroom did that.
1: Good. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good for her. I mean, I'm not... I, I can't say I'm a supporter of the Black Panthers, but I mean, good for her. Good for
3: her. They didn't do anything wrong. They right. didn't, you know. They they legitimately didn't do anything. If the cops were on anything. bullshit,
1: mm-hmm. fuck them.
3: <clears throat> so now she spent a total of two years incarcerated at the New York Women's House of Detention, and during that time, she saw a lot of um, lesbians. For you oh know, yeah, just to, you know. But she also saw, between herself and the 20 others that were incarcerated, the way that the gay community was treated in prison. And she actually became a very strong advocate for the gay and lesbian community because of her time in prison. Wow. She was an advocate up until her death. Okay, yeah. Now, after the acquittal, Afina did not return to the Panther Party. A month after the acquittal, Afina gave birth to her first child, Lassane Parrish Crooks. Now, before his first birthday, Afina renamed him Tupac Amaro Shakur.
1: Tupac. What was his real name?
3: Uh, Excuse me. Amaru. His first name was Lashane.
1: Okay. Lashane Lashane
3: Paris or Lassane Parish Crooks. And he was named Tupac Amaru. Now, he was named. Uh, after Tupac Amaru II, who was a descendant of the last Incan ruler, executed in Peru in 1781 after a failed result, revolt against the Spanish. Wow. Afina said, quote, I wanted him to have the name of a revolutionary indigenous people in the world and wanted him to know that he was part of a world culture and not just from a neighborhood. Wow. hmm
1: That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That I didn't know.
3: Now shortly after this, uh Lumumba and Afina's marriage fell apart because he found out that Tupac was not his biological son. Ooh. <clears throat> so William Garland yeah, left. He was not a part of Tupac's life until very much later on in life. Okay. Um and have you have you ever seen a picture of him? Yeah. Yeah, no more for you, sir. You're right. No. Right. Um so in 1975, Afina went on to marry Lumumba's adopted stepbrother. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: That's great.
3: Now, in a little bit about him, he was um, also a Black Panther, obviously. He was an acupuncturist, too. A doctor of acupuncture. Really? Which I didn't know was a thing. Um, In October of 1981, he was one of several Black um, Liberation Army members to carry out The robbery of an armored car in Nanuit, New York. Wow. Um, May 19th, uh, it was called May 19 Communist Organization, was the name of the group, and former members of the Weather Underground stole $1.6 million in cash from a Brinks truck. Wow. They killed the Brinks guard by the name of Peter Page and wounded the second guard, Joseph Trombino. And then they went on to kill two uh, New York police officers by the name of Edward O'Grady and Waverly Brown when they stopped a getaway car. Damn. Um, uh, Matu- Matula was his name, Matula Shakur. He evaded capture for five years. Um, he ended up being arrested in 1986 and was paroled after 37 years. Hmm. He died um, eight months later after being out. No shit. Yeah, he died pretty shortly after. Uh. Um, <clears throat> he uh, had a son from a former, from a previous relationship. So Tupac ended up having a half sister right. and a stepbrother. So his stepbrother was older and his half sister was um, younger. Okay. Um, Tupac actually got his last name from him, not the first husband. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but the couple did start, or they did divorce in 1982. Now, Athena started working as a paralegal after that, um, or during that time, after representing herself. She was offered a job as a paralegal.
1: Good for her. Yeah. That's impressive. For
3: some reason, unbeknownst to anybody, she started smoking crack.
1: <sighs> crack is wild. And it
3: just went downhill.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. Nobody really knows like what well, this the is, fuck happened.
1: This is the time where it was the crack huge. Em-
3: oh epidemic. Epidemic
1: was, yeah. fucking happened.
3: Yeah. So yeah a lot of, like I learned a lot of interesting things about Tupac. Um so eventually it turned into a full blown addiction. Yeah. Uh, in nineteen eighty four, they moved from New York to Baltimore, Maryland. hmm Um so then Let me move these, sorry. So Tupac went to eighth grade at Roland Park Middle School and then went to ninth grade at the Paul Lawrence Dunbar High School. And in 10th grade, he transferred to the Baltimore School for the Arts. Mm. He studied acting, jazz, poetry, and ballet.
1: No shit. He
3: participated in several Shakespearean plays. Wow. And The Nutcracker.
1: Did he really? Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
3: He was known for his humor, and he got along with everyone. Mm -hmm. He had a diverse range of music um, and actually won multiple rap competitions in high school. Um, He was very good friends in high school with Jada Pinkett. Really? Who was a self-proclaimed drug dealer in high school.
1: Get the fuck out of here. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: You know she had a metal band?
3: Yeah, yeah. Now, she swore up and down that they were just friends, that nothing ever happened.
1: Between the two Uh, of them. Her? I don't believe that. If I had
3: to pick Tupac and Will Smith, I'm picking Tupac. Yeah. I mean, he's just... He's a much better looking dude than Will Smith. Them ears on Will Smith. No offense, Will Smith. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. She... Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And Tupac's cooler, so... Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, he became involved with the Baltimore Young Communist League, um, and... He dated a woman by the name of Mary Baldridge. Well, she wasn't a woman. She was a girl. Yeah. She also happened to be white.
1: Oh, really? And
3: was the daughter of the uh, director of a local chapter of a communist party. Ooh.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was in a white woman.
3: He wasn't. Or eventually wasn't.
1: Yeah. But, I thought so he later was on, like really against he like. He kind
3: of made some shitty comments to Quincy Jones. Yeah. About like why are you dating white women and yeah. why do you have mixed children and blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
1: I thought he was totally against like mixed children. Yeah, and
3: Except he was dating his daughter when he died. So what? Uh, he was dating Quincy Jones's daughter who's mixed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't make sense to me, because no. I thought he was totally against that.
3: Mm-hmm. He never came out and said it, though.
1: No, but his actions his proved actions, different. Yes,
3: and he never came out and said, he just never said it. Right. Except to Quincy Jones. And it wasn't a, what the fuck is wrong with you? It was simply a, I just don't get it, personally. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't understand why you do it. But right. Mary Baldridge was a white woman. Wow. hmm So now... Tupac was doing great in school, both um, creatively and academically. And he said that this was the freest he ever felt. Wow. Now, Afina's addiction was full-blown and had taken over everything. Yeah. Um, She was dependent on welfare because she couldn't hold down a job and relied on shelters to take them in.
1: Man, and she had it going.
3: Now, uh, the exposure to violence... Started in Baltimore in high school um, when Tupac actually saw a boy killed in a gang related shooting. Mm. Now, for the most part, as a teenager and growing up, he really was not affiliated with gangs in any way. Yeah. He wasn't until his 20s. And even then, it was by association. Right. It was never him being in the gang, he was just associated with gang members. Yeah. yeah. So now, Athena was growing increasingly concerned about the violence, and the shooting was kind of the final push that she needed. So she decided that he was going to go uh, live with a family friend in California. Yeah. Now, do we all notice the resemblance? Are we not all singing Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in our head?
1: <laughs> in West Philadelphia, born and raised.
3: A little ironic seeing as he was... Banging Jada Panga. <laughs> right. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: Yeah.
3: So she was gonna send all her kids out there. Um, plans were made to send all the kids to California, but then the friend that they were supposed to stay with told Afina that she was going to rehab and she couldn't care for them. So Afina ended up having to move to California with the kids. Mm. So in And 19- I,
1: I don't take it as Bel Air, though.
3: Uh, no. (laughs) They moved in 1988 to Marin City, California, which was an impoverished community in the San Francisco Bay Area.
1: Yeah. Ooh, that's a big puff. They're loud. Yeah, they are. Lost this. Yeah.
3: Found it, clearly. Yeah. I found it when I was looking for insulin today at work. Um, (laughs) Where
1: was it? In your pocket?
3: No, it was in my... Like, I have those buckets in my desk, you know? Yeah. But I have one bucket that has, like... It's like my catch-all. It's like my junk drawer. Yeah. I apparently threw it in there.
1: Oh, good job. And
3: this one that I lost last week was in the bottom of my makeup bag. What flavor? This one is strawberry apple. Ooh, fancy. And this one is honeydew apple. This is a brand Ooh, new Ooh,
1: honeydew. It's
3: actually a brand new flavor. A
1: little honeydew. It's very good. Mm. It's
3: very good. I lost it in the bottom of my, my makeup bag. Uh, um,
1: But you found it. Yeah.
3: So he went to, um, I believe it's... To Malpas High School in nearby Mill Valley, where he again performed in several theater productions. Yeah. He loved acting. He said that he could be whatever he wanted and do whatever he wanted while he was acting.
1: And he was a decent actor. He
3: was. Poetic justice. Yeah. Mm.
1: He was a decent actor.
3: So the move, however, didn't do anything to help Tupac and Afina's relationship. Um, he, at some point, started selling crack, and she was smoking it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, now, the funny thing is about the selling crack. Yeah. He was a really bad drug dealer. Was he really? Yeah, the person who, like, fronted him the drugs to sell. Yeah. Took them back after, like, a week and was like, my dude, terrible. <laughs> You're not making me money. Terrible. You, no. mm Can't do it. So, he sold uh-huh. drugs for, like, a week. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually it all came to a head and Tupac and his mom had a falling out and he left the house mm-hmm. with really nowhere to go. Yeah, He ended up in an abandoned apartment with a group of guys, young men. Uh, he was working at a pizza parlor and was doing odd jobs while going to school. Um, he would eat by like eating the toppings. Yeah. Like that didn't go on the pizza or he would call in a pizza order so it would get like canceled and yeah. then he'd have a pizza to eat and he would bring it home to this apartment because these are all guys who are just trying to survive yeah. essentially Yeah. um so he spent a lot of time writing poetry and hanging out with these guys and mm-hmm. eventually he did an interview later with mtv and uh was asked kind of repeatedly like if you're not a gang and you're not a drug dealer, why are you hanging out with gang members and drug dealers? That's... I mean, the whole area is full of gangs. And he said, they they were all I had. Yeah. They looked out for me. And he said he was essentially brought up in that abandoned apartment. And he was watching these guys coming from poor backgrounds and having nothing, making something of themselves. Yeah. And they were teaching him how to make something out of nothing. Right. Right. And if you know his music, he talks about that in Dear Mama. He yeah. talks about how, like, they watched out for him and they were all he had. Yeah. So, um, he's... Uh, what like a I great s-
1: song, by the <sighs> way.
3: Amazing. Mm-hmm. I was definitely listening to Tupac on the way home. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And then Jax, out of nowhere, was like, Ma, can you put this song on? And I'm like, what song? And he played it and I was like... The mm. fuck did you get that? <laughs> it's like the one of two songs that Tupac and Biggie recorded together. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's awful.
2: Yeah, awful.
3: No. I was like, <clears throat> I support Tupac, and he's like, okay. I said, but not that song. You gotta turn that off. <laughs> Where the fuck <laughs> did he
1: hear it? I don't know. Oh, YouTube, yeah. man. Yeah. YouTube is
3: terrible. I mean, he's Ugh. ten. It's either he listens to Tupac or he's looking or at TikTok. Boobs yeah. And- <gasps> I downloaded TikTok.
1: Did you really?
3: I did. Uh, and I found this guy who does dance classes in New York. Yeah. To like ghetto fucking gangster rap. Is Babe. is
1: he the white guy? The big fat white guy? The,
3: the gay white guy? Yes. the Babe?
1: He is amazing. I am amazing. going to go find,
3: I have downloaded now like seven new songs and one of them is uh, I'm a hot girl and I do hot dude, shit. Dude,
1: he is so good. I
3: can't and stop And he's watching. a bigger
1: dude and he can do like the splits. I and, cannot
3: stop watching him. Yeah. I'm going to learn the dance to hot girl. When,
1: I, when I found him, I, it was a straight like two uh-uh. days that I, I couldn't stop watching him. Can't stop. It's, it's, it's amazing. Love him. I, I forget his name, but.
3: It's Joe Coffee.
1: Is it really yes. okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait,
3: is it Joe Co- Joe Coffee?
1: Yeah, you got to look it up because people got a
3: Rick Coffee.
1: Rick Coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, look him up. He is phenomenal.
3: <laughs> you have to watch. The, I'm a hot girl, and I do hot shit. Because the lyrics of the song, he's singing them while he's dancing. Yeah. And they're clearly lyrics sung for a woman. <laughs> right. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So yeah, everybody. Look- Every coffee, and then let's all get together Yeah, pick a song, and we're going to do the dance. Yes. Amazing. Yes. You can do the arms.
1: Uh, f- one arm. Half an arm. <laughs> Half an arm. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, back to Tupac. Uh, so, he also ended up not graduating. Oh, really? Now, he found out, just shy of graduation... That he was only a couple credits short. And that in order to graduate, he would have to come back for one more semester.
1: Oh, why don't you just do it, dude? And he you're went that close.
3: Fuck that. He needed to work, he said. He was helping support his siblings. You I know. get
1: it, but I don't. Yeah, it's like, dude, I know. you're right there.
3: Mm-hmm. I know. Now, he ended up moving to South Central LA Ooh. after being invited by one of Afina's friends. Rough. You know, I was writing this stuff the other day in different color inks. And I was like, I probably shouldn't do this because I'm not going to be able to fucking read it. Yeah. I do that every You're time. You're pretty
1: loud at flipping the pages today, too.
3: I'm sorry. I'm not
1: You're that crotchety. Um, Ooh, that's a bright light. It is,
3: yeah. Um. So, he ended up moving and wanted to put all his effort and and energy into music. He decided yeah. this is what he wanted to do. Right. So, in 1989, he moves to the Oakland area and starts recording under the stage name of MC New York. He also started going to poetry classes that were being given by Layla Steinberg. Uh, He met her in Murin when he attended her music workshops, and she immediately became his manager. Mm. She would take him to uh, tour local schools, and then, you know, it was hitting for a while, and then it wasn't. He didn't yeah. have any bookings for about eight months. Yeah. So she reaches out to her friend Atron Gregory. Gregory. He says to tell Atron that he'll sell more records than any other rapper. Now, Atron Gregory Jesus was the current manager of the group Digital Underground.
1: Yeah. Now,
3: if you know digital, yep. If you know Digital Underground, you know the Hokey Dance. Dance. Now, Atron really liked the ballsy statement of Tupac and decides to give him a chance. Yeah. So he starts him as a roadie and a backup dancer for Digital Underground. Mm. In January of 1991, Tupac debuted under the stage name Tupac with a two and then pop.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, on Digital Underground's new label, Interscope Records, on their single, Same Song. He also ended up being in their music video. And uh, was in a single featured on the Nothing But Trouble soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, Layla asked Digital Underground co-founder Jimmy Chatmaster J. Right?
1: Chatmaster, I love these names. Uh,
3: they're amazing.
1: Yeah, amazing. I, I love these names.
3: Um. Now she wanted him to work with Tupac, Ray Love, and D's on early studio recordings. So this Deez was nuts. This was the group that he had formed.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. But he didn't like working with a group. You know. Yeah. So Dreite stated that Tupac didn't work well with other people. No,
1: he wanted to do his yeah. own thing.
3: He said, "quote This guy was on a mission from day one. Maybe he knew he wasn't going to be around seven years later." From 1988 to 1991, Dright and Digital Underground produced Tupac's earliest work with his group at the time, Strictly Dope. That was the name of the group.
2: Yeah.
3: And he really wanted to do like gangster rap, and yeah. that wasn't what was big. Oh, no, not um, at all at that gangster time. Gangster rap didn't really become a big thing until Eazy-E became a thing. Yeah, but like um, during
1: this time, this is the grunge era. Right, era.
3: right, right. And gangster rap, like rap was there. Like did the underground Humpty hip, Dance was rap. Yeah,
1: hip hop was there. But, but
3: gangster this was, rap was not. No, no. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> you okay? Yeah. Um, Brain fart? No. So uh, a little side note. These tapes that they made with Strictly Dope, you know? Yeah. Uh, they were rediscovered in 2000 and they were released under the name uh, The Lost Tapes circa 1989. Wow. Now, Afina sued to stop the sale. The suit was settled in June of 2001 and everyone agreed to re release these recordings under the name Beginnings, The Lost Tapes 1988 to
1: 1981. Hmm.
3: Didn't know that, did you?
1: No, I didn't. Hmm. Good job.
3: So in November of 1991, Tupac's debut album, uh, Tupacalypse, now, was yeah. released. Uh, this is cited by many now-rappers, Eminem, a bunch of other people, oh, yeah. a, as their inspiration.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, many of the singles depict struggles under socioeconomic disadvantage. Um, <clears throat> the album got the attention of a couple people. Uh, the first person it got the attention of was Vice President Dan Quayle. Yep, I he don't said quote, this. "There's no reason for a record like this to be released." Yep. It has no place in our society." Tupac, genuinely not understanding what the issue was,, yeah. said, um, quote, "I just wanted to rap about things that affected young black males." When I said that, I didn't know that I was going to be, that I was going to tie myself down to just take all the blunts and hits for all young black men, to be media's kicking post for young black males. Mm -hmm. Tupocalypse would go gold. Yeah. Now, it also got the attention of Suge Knight.
1: Yeah. Now, Suge Knight
3: was actually named Marion Hugh Knight Jr., Mm -hmm. um, who got the name suge knight from his childhood childhood nickname of sugar bear sugar bear Mm -hmm. so suge was the co-founder and ceo of death row records
1: yes he was was
3: founded in 1991 with him the doc dr dre and dick griffey um now a little fun fact about suge knight did you know that he uh played in the nfl for a little while No, I didn't. He did. He was a football player, and he actually was in the NFL and played as a replacement player on the L.A. Rams during the 1987
1: NFL strike. No way. Mm -hmm. I had no clue. Boom. Dude, you're just Mm -hmm. spewing Mm -hmm. the facts Mm -hmm. out.
3: So, uh, Death Row Records was responsible for the 1992 Release of Doctor Dre's The Chronic Mm
1: -hmm. and nineteen nineteen ninety
3: three Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style.
1: Oh my God! Even more classic.
3: I had a dream that we played a football team, and it was Snoop Dogg's kid, and he was the coach. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which he is the coach of his kid's football team. I don't know if he
1: still is. Fucking amazing. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome though.
3: The other part too was the interview he had with Martha Stewart, and he's like, one of us in this room is a (laughs) felon. and it ain't me
1: i know mm-hmm. dude Snoop is the man i love him oh he's so cool all right i would love to fucking hang out with him oh for God. just fucking 2 hours you know
3: i am gonna get the doormat that says welcome for shizzle my nizzle
1: oh you have to yeah i you absolutely have to that's the, a must the
3: other one i want to get it's a it's a friends mat yeah. And it says, were they on a break? <laughs> and it has Rachel with an arrow and Ross with an arrow. <laughs>
1: By the way, they were.
3: No, Oh, my fucking God. They were, were not, on a we break. We are not getting into this. We're, all right. It was 18 pages. Front and back. Front and
1: back.
3: <laughs> so in February of 1993, Tupac's second album was released, and it debuted uh, at number 24 on the Billboard 200 Pop Albums chart. It had the songs, I Get Around and Keep Your Head Up. Yeah. This one was certified platinum. Yeah. In late 1993, uh, the group Thug Life was formed, and Tupac was a part of the group, essentially, but only performed with them on an album and not live. He never mm. performed live with them. Yeah. Now, allegedly, in 1993, while in L.A., Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, asked a local drug dealer to introduce him to Tupac. Mm. They became fast friends and would socialize when in each other's respective cities. Biggie in New York, Tupac in LA. They would bring each other onto stage at each other's concerts and actually recorded two songs together. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, Biggie asked Tupac to manage him. And Tupac steered him in the direction of P. Diddy, who was Puff Daddy at the time. Yeah. And said that he would make him a star. Hmm. Tupac welcomed him to join Thug Life, but at this point Biggie had formed Junior Mafia and they were doing Bad Boy Records. Yeah. Which Sean, P. Diddy, Puff P. Diddy. Whatever you want to be this fucking week. I think he's Combs. Diddy now.
1: Whatever. That's enough with the notebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Enough onto the computer.
3: I by the way at this point
1: <laughs> what?
3: So, I sent an email earlier to uh we'll call him a consultant. Yeah. And uh he sent me back an email, you know, do you have time for a call tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah. Why well, just he sent the invite. Yeah. Do you want to know what he titled the invite? What? Jamie and Scott save the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's fucking cool. awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Remind me to tell you what I...
1: Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Um, All right.
1: You got to find your uh, nope. place. Nope, no, I got to
3: find my notes.
1: My notes.
3: Okay, so now, 93 was like a fucking to-do for Tupac. So, 1993. I mean, it was a year for Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. We were 11.
1: Yeah, we were. So,
3: I mean, he wasn't much. He was 22. He he was a kid himself. (laughs) He was 22. Yeah. So in October of 1993, uh, he did a show in Atlanta. And on the way back to the hotel, he sees two white men who appear to be intoxicated attacking a black man at an intersection.
1: Oh, no shit.
3: He stops to intervene. Shit goes down. Yeah. The two white guys are shot and wounded.
1: Oh
3: by Tupac. Yeah. So it turns out that these two highly intoxicated white men, they were very, very drunk, also happened to be brothers <laughs> and police officers.
1: Oh uh, off duty. Awesome.
3: Now they said that Tupac shot first. I wrote Tupac shit first. Um <laughs>
1: he probably did.
3: Yeah, uh so, Tupac ends up getting arrested for aggravated assault. Yeah. And in their report, they wrote literally the N-word, which I won't say. Really? Came by and did a drive-by shooting.
1: You wrote this in a That's report? in
3: their report.
1: Oh, sir. Like. You do not. Foyable
3: no. report.
1: You do yeah. not. That's what he wrote. You should not be a police officer.
3: So witnesses came out and said, oh, no, no, Tupac did not shoot first. The cops shot first.
1: (laughs) Wow. Turns
3: out the guns that the cops had had been seized from a drug bust and stolen from the evidence locker of a PD in a different state.
1: Oh, so these are dirty cops.
3: So Atlanta, trying to wipe the fucking egg off their face, Mm Mm-hmm. Dropped all charges against Tupac and said that he shot in self-defense. As it should be. Which he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. as
1: it should be. I mean, uh, it, violence is, you know, I'm not for violence, but it, no, he he deserves to get off for Mark that. Mark and
3: Scott Whitwell were their names. I feel like they, that needs to be said out loud. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. Dumb and dumber. Now, in November of 1993, so just a couple, you know, weeks after this. Um, A woman by the name of Ayanna Jackson, who was 19 at the time, meets Tupac in a club and essentially blows him in front of everybody. Hey-o!
1: I like this chick.
3: Goes back to his hotel room um, and has consensual sex with him. Yeah. She comes back two days later and... She's giving him a massage. and two of, A
1: massage. A
3: massage. Two of his friends walk in. Yeah. While the friends are there, he's like, Train! Fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. He was drunk and went and slept on the couch. Yeah. He, I guess, woke up to her screaming, saying, Why did you let them do that to me? Oh, boy. She goes to the police yeah. and said that the three raped her and that it started at the club when Tupac pushed... Pushed her, her mouth up, yeah. onto his penis.
1: Well, that it yeah, happens sometimes, babe.
3: In the middle of a club.
1: Yeah, it happens. She probably tripped and fell and... Right. Oh. Yeah,
3: I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> and his pants just so happened to be open.
3: I don't know if I can say this out loud. What? Uh, we had a call... Yeah. ...for uh, the woman who cut her vagina...
1: Oh yeah, the and other day. I was
3: day. like,
1: I need to know. Yeah, she how do you like scissor? She fell on a brick. on a brick. That that didn't happen. It was her crack pipe.
3: That's what we all said. Her crack pipe broke Broken in her prison her, purse. Yeah. and you know,
1: you're not scissoring a brick.
3: We were literally taking bets, and brick never came up.
1: Right, <laughs> so. right. Yeah, I, I remember I this. Like, uh-huh. I was there. It work Fell taking the on call. the
3: brick like the guys. Just fall on the hamster yep. or the flashlight that's sticking straight up from the couch. Yeah. yeah. I
1: heard the call come in. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. No. That, that was a crack bite. When
3: that came up on the CAD, I was like... Mm.
1: And the paramedics were funny. They're, they're like, do we want to see? Nope. 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 We good. believe you. Yeah, we're
3: good. Rest assured, the paramedics believe you. We don't need to see it.
1: Right. Just saying.
3: <laughs> so... <clears throat> Tupac and his friends end up getting arrested. Yeah, and they get charged with sexual abuse and sodomy, along with uh, illegal possession of a firearm.
2: Ooh,
3: yeah. So he's out waiting for trial. Fast forward a year to November of 1994. It's about 11:30 at night. Um, him and his entourage. I don't know what the cool word at the time was. A cool word, posse.
1: Probably. Yeah, I think back right. then posse.
3: So, him and his posse go to or, Qu-
1: Now it's what? Squad?
3: I don't know, babe. I am old and I don't have a squad. So, I <laughs> I don't know. Right. Um they go to Quad Studios to record. They end up being robbed and shot by three men.
1: We're Now this is in New York, right? Yes. Okay.
3: This is in New York. Um because it turns out that Biggie and Diddy were upstairs recording. Oh no shit! when sure. this happened. Yeah. So they weren't there to record with them. They just happened right. to be there at the same time. And, you know, Tupac's thinking him and, and Biggie are on good terms. Yeah. Like we're on good terms. Right. So they get buzzed in and the doorman's like, where the fuck are they? Like, how come they haven't come up on, you know, the elevator? Yeah. And he looks in the surveillance video and he sees like Tupac leaning against a wall. And yeah. somebody kinda of talking to him. And then when he turns away from the cameras, these three guys come running in and fucking camo. You're in a building. I don't yeah, know what you, you need camo you, for, John Cena, you're fine. <laughs> right. Um <clears throat> so they end up stealing forty thousand dollars worth of jewelry Ooh, off of Tupac. Man,
1: the rappers love their Jesus jewelry.
3: Fuck forty grand?
1: Yeah. Man, their jewelry, dude. My
3: fucking life ain't worth forty grand. I love that he's a toddler. The chance, dog, yeah, Chance, yeah,
1: yeah, he's a little. When antsy he gets told today. to lay
3: down, he's like, Bleh. right, yeah. When he lays down,
1: he's like a kid.
3: Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they end up stealing forty grand worth of jewelry off Man. of Tupac. I, and he, dude, can't you spend
1: that on something better than like I'm? I'm just not into the bling. I'm not into like the necklaces, the yeah. watches. I, it doesn't well, I impress know. me. The
3: watches, man. I, I kind of got a watch thing. like You,
1: you have did. a watch fetish. I do.
3: My dad did too. Yeah. When my dad died, and Lynn's like, you know, you can go through his stuff. I'm like, why does he have 97 watches? And she's yeah. like, I don't fucking know, dude.
1: I gave you my watch because it, yeah. it just, it bothered me. I'm. I have, I'm not a watch guy, and I'm not a necklace I have guy. Like I don't. Four
3: of my dad's watches, I think.
1: Do you really? Yeah, I do. Oh, I wow. have
3: uh, his orange G-Shock. Yeah, you know the picture of um, yeah, I I
1: know which yeah what he was wearing it
3: about. the day I had Leah yeah yeah I have the, I wore that one at work for a long time
1: yeah I know you did
3: and then my necklace is just it's my medical alert necklace yeah. necklace my pretty medical alert I I never really got With you jewelry diabetes
1: you, other than your ring I mean
3: you bought me a bracelet yeah and a watch when we first started dating
1: yeah but like you're you're not a total jewelry check no. so. You're kind of easy like yeah. that. You my know?
3: earrings are like I buy the twelve pack from Amazon yeah. for like eight bucks, right? Because then like I don't take them out. Yeah, yeah. So after like a month, I'm like, eh, time for new ones, and I pay ten dollars and get another right. fucking twelve pack because I have nineteen holes in my fucking ears. Yeah,
1: you're. you're so I appreciate you being easy yeah. like that.
3: That's... My my bracelets are also from Amazon.
1: Yeah.
3: I did buy myself a Pandora bracelet. Did you really? Yeah. When? Mm. Recently. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. It was a while ago. Well,
1: you deserve it.
3: Yeah. I have two. I have two fucking charms on it. I, it says "Mom." Yeah. Is one of the charms. That's it. That's cool. That's like in my Christmas watch band. Yeah.
1: You see, you got a watch fetish.
3: I do. It's a, a my. You can even ask the people at work. If, what does Jamie spend her money on? Phone Wha- cases and
1: phone cases and watch watches. Bands, yep. And cups. Yeah. That's it. Those three things.
3: My purses I trade. Yeah. So like I don't really spend money on those.
1: And that's I bought you one purse and then once I found out like you were into the trading stuff, I, fuck that! I'm not buying you a purse. Yeah, to but trade. the purse
3: that you you bought me a really super cute Coach purse that was small and I didn't do small at the time. Yeah. And I, I used it for like six months. You did. And then I traded and got a huge one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, I learned my lesson. No more purses. No,
3: fuck that. You keep doing it. <laughs> Damn
1: it. All right.
3: Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. My wedding ring is a rubber one. Yeah, most I, of the time it's a fancy rubber one, like it's in I the know. shape of a diamond. But, but I'm
1: glad you don't wear your real one. Because I, I don't want you to
3: lose. That I need one. to get it dipped. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I definitely don't have forty grand worth. Of ju- I mean, if you no. want to fucking mug me and take my rubber ring off my finger, <laughs> right. you can get a four pack at Walmart for two ninety nine. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm wearing too.
3: Yeah, mine's it's like it's shaped like a diamond. It's shaped like a marquee diamond. Yeah. So well,
1: that's cool.
3: Uh, so Tupac was shot five times. He was shot once in the arm, once in the thigh, once in the groin, and twice in the head.
1: Twice in the head. Twice in the head. This has got to be some bad ammo because it probably to be shot in the head like that and survive Mm -hmm. in like all these spots, Mm -hmm. it's got to be bad ammo. Like it probably went like in his scalp and then traveled around his skull. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just guessing. I I don't know, but it's got to be bad ammo.
3: He ended up going to Bellevue Hospital and had emergency surgery. And signed out AMA less than 24 hours later. Yeah, that, that's got to be the case. Because didn't want him to come catch him.
1: Bad aim and bad yeah. ammo.
3: Now, the cops that came were the three cops that Ayanna Jackson had testify on her behalf against him.
1: No shit. Yes. No he shit. He was
3: fucked from the jump. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up fleeing the hospital, and he goes to stay with a friend of his. Do you want to know who he stayed with? Who? You're probably not going to know. I'm probably going to have to explain it to you. Jasmine Guy.
1: Well, that sounds familiar. Do you remember
3: the show A A Different Different World?
1: World. Yep. She was Whitley. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Whitley liked him ghetto, apparently.
1: Yeah, she did.
3: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You take a puff, and I spit at the same time.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and I just got a text... Yeah. From. Hang on.
1: Okay. (laughs) You're leaving us in suspense. (laughs) What?
3: I sent him a message. Yeah. And asked him to please put two people on the schedule for Wednesday. Yeah. And he sent me the recipe for sugar cookies. (laughs) Preheat oven to 375. Line two large cookie sheets with parchment paper. (laughs) work, too. What?
1: That'll work.
3: I mean, it's like... <laughs> all the instructions. I'm going to give him a minute let him figure that out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so now, two days after he flees the hospital, he goes to court for this rape case.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, he has offered a mistrial, hmm. which I don't understand how you're offered. How, how are you offered? Yes. So they essentially sit him down, and they're like, listen the prosecution hid a butt ton of evidence Oh wow so you can have a mistrial. Wow there's still obviously a chance that they can try you again but yeah, you yeah know, of course um, he refused. he said he wanted to go to trial and get the story out to clear his name. No shit so oh, wow. okay one of the guys got like six months or something in jail <laughs> pled guilty. Another one uh, pl- pled guilty and got probation.
1: Is this Cook County?
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> Tupac pled not guilty and got 18 to four and a half years. 18 what? months to four and a half years.
1: Whoa, yep. yikes.
3: <laughs> now, he went to Rikers. Mm-hmm. At the time that he went to prison, he had the number one album on the Billboard charts and it was platinum.
1: Oh my God, that's crazy! <laughs>
3: So, also, a little-known fact, when he went to prison,
1: yeah,
3: he was married.
1: He was? He was married. To who?
3: On April 29th of 1995, he got married to a woman named Keisha Morris. Okay. Just, they met and got married just a like few quick. months later. Yeah. yeah. So, he's in prison, yeah. and he's obviously fucking miserable, because, you know, it's prison Rikers, yeah. uh, well he got transferred to a different prison which was apparently more violent than Rikers oh really and people knew who he was and yeah. you know he had, like I said at this point didn't have a gang affiliation so yeah. like he didn't have a side right which means that he didn't have anybody watching him right. Either.
1: right he's in there alone so
3: he's like I gotta get the fuck out of here oh fuck like I yeah. can't I can't stay here yeah. so he had been in there 11 months um he didn't know what to do at this point he has no family essentially yeah um, and he, at this point, went to prison thinking that the East Coast had betrayed him. Yeah. Because he had been told by an informant that, you know, Biggie and Diddy were upstairs and that Diddy knew that they were going to rob Tupac and didn't stop it.
1: No kidding. So he
3: felt betrayed. So he's like, well, now what the fuck do I do? Fuck these where guys. Do, where do I go? Yeah. So he reaches out to Suge Knight.
1: Oh, man. Now, Suge Knight had
3: tried to get him at Death Row Records uh, years earlier, but Tupac had declined.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Now, he reaches out to Suge Knight and Suge visits him a couple times and then gives him a handwritten contract and agrees to bail him out in exchange for Tupac putting out three albums on Death Row Records.
1: Whoa! wow. What an agreement.
3: So, Suge Knight and Indroscope Records Mm -hmm. come up with $1.3 million.
1: (laughs) For his bail?
3: And bail out Tupac. Wow. So, he's released in October. Well, okay, let me go back on Suge Knight a little bit. So, Suge Knight. He wants Dre. He wants Dr. Dre when he starts Death Row. Now, Dr. Dre was under Easy E's record contract. Yeah, and allegedly, because Suge is still alive, allegedly, mm-hmm. uh, he Easy E was like, "No, I'm not fucking releasing him." Yeah. So Shug Knight went to Easy E and threatened him with a baseball bat, <laughs> and threatened to hurt his mother if he did not release Dr. Dre from his contract.
1: Oh, my God. I totally believe this. Now, Dr.
3: Dre ended up being released from the contract, from Mm, Eazy-E. Yeah. But Eazy-E sued Suge Knight, saying that he signed a contract under duress. Under duress, duress, yeah. Now, nobody will say that this happened, but nobody denies it either.
1: Oh, I could believe it. It's just... I could totally believe this.
3: In the words of uh, P. Diddy, what he says when anybody asks him about Tupac, I don't talk about nonsense. Mm.
1: Did he? Yeah.
3: So, dude, Chug Knight was just, he's just a bad
1: guy. He's a bad dude. He's a bad guy. Yeah.
3: He's frightening. He is. Like, He absolutely is. He's fucking giant, yeah. first of all. He's like 6'8".
1: Yeah, his presence cool. is just frightening. Frightening.
3: Yeah. Allegedly, he held a gun to another chick who wanted out of her contract, and Vanilla Ice was intimidated by him. Vanilla Ice would be intimidated by me. I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying. He would. No
1: ice is the man. I
3: fucking love him. He would still be intimidated by me. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I think so too. You know, my brother Mike met him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And has his autograph on a napkin framed in his basement.
3: Was he um, wearing his overalls with one thing down?
1: No, this was early 2000s when he started the rock band.
3: Oh, remember! I, I he, had to think about that for a minute. He, I thought you met your brother started rocking no, like, no, no, The no, fuck, you no, did not. No, not j- your brother, but j- no it, it was
1: <laughs> at in at Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. Yeah, uh, the coolest bar for like your twenties.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say not uh, probably so yeah, much anymore. Anyone but... around
1: here knows Bourbon Street yeah. because oh, it's yeah. it's like four different rooms. Mm-hmm. It, it's so cool in your twenties. Yeah, um, but. We saw Screech there, right? Yeah, Yeah. we saw a wrestling show there, and we saw Screech, Mm -hmm. uh, Screech Powers. R.I.P. Isn't he dead? Yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. of cancer. Um, but yeah, um, it's when uh, he had his rock band for a little while.
3: Yeah, I don't remember that.
1: In like the early two thousands, he he became a rocker for a while and had a rock band.
3: I was still in early two thousands, like
1: we were in high school.
3: I was still no. We were we got out in two thousand.
1: Yeah, we graduated in 2000. But
3: like, I was still very much into like gangster rap.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> you can spew out some yeah some gangster rap.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, way more than you can.
1: Oh, way more. Yeah,
3: although our first crazy. um date, quote unquote, because we had already been together for a while. Yeah. Uh, you picked me up and fuck the police was playing, and I it's opened the door song. and I was like, aren't. Aren't you the police? But
1: it's a great song.
3: Totally great song. But I was like, aren't you the, hmm. <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're the police. But it's a great song. We were talking at work about being ghetto and shit. Yeah. And I looked at Marcus, since I said his name earlier, and I was like, yeah, Mark tells the kids I'm ghetto all the time. And he just looked at me and smiled. And I was like, I'm 100% more ghetto than you. And he's like, oh, fucking Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> He's, by the way, the one I called the pretty candy man. Yeah, he is. So, um, he was with Marco, your boyfriend. Oh, my boyfriend. boyfriend. Um, so he ends up getting out in October. Um, I totally lost my place.
1: Hang on. I'm sorry. We I'm sorry. got a little off um, track with the so, little So, yeah,
3: he got released in October and his wife, uh, filed for an annulment. Oh. Um, yeah. Biggie, right around this time, releases his song, Who Shot Ya?
1: Oh, that's right.
3: Now, Tupac believes that it is directed towards him. It which absolutely it was. 100 fucking percent yeah. was.
1: If you listen to the lyrics, yeah. It 100%. Is. He
3: tried to hide it a bit, but like, yeah. not well. No. Um, so, this pretty much made the rivalry between the East and West full blown. Right. Um, so now. There's betrayal by Bad Boy Records, obviously. And it just kinda escalates. Um, there was a night where Suge Knight and Diddy were in the same club in Atlanta and there was some melee and shenanigans between Melee. Their groups, their posse's, and squads. Suge's bodyguard and best friend ended up being shot and killed that night. Oh wow. By Diddy's bodyguard. Damn. Yeah. So it was it was a big fucking to do. Yeah, you know, um, and then Tupac is now out, and prison has changed him,
1: oh, and yeah. his music. Um, he, In the East Coast and West Coast, man, it was well, it was bad.
3: After the whole the robbery where he was shot, and then Suge Knight's buddy was was shot and killed. These guys were like, "Fuck you, yeah. East Coast and Bad Boy Records," and they didn't give a fuck. Right. They did not care. Um, Tupac's lyrics became much more hostile and boastful. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he um, released his next album, though. Uh, it was All Eyes on Me. Oh,
1: such a great album. It was
3: his first with Death Row Records. Yeah. Um, now, on that record was the song Hit em Up. Yeah. Now, Hit em Up was... Your phone's ringing. Yeah. Very obviously aimed at Biggie. Oh, yeah. Diddy and Bad Boy Records. Yeah. He did not hide it no, at all. Because it was. This is considered the most famous diss record of all time. I could, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I, he made no fucking bones about it. Yeah, I, I could see that. So now, a little bit later, um, it, it's Jackson. You might want to pause it. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. So, uh, a buddy of Suge and Tupac by the name of Trayvon Lane was at a mall one day. And uh, Suge Knight had made all these medallions. They yeah. were death row medallions. Oh, yeah. That he necklaces. gave to friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, and while Trayvon Lane was going through the mall, um, <clears throat> a man by the name of Orlando Anderson um, and his posse jumped Trayvon Lane. Mm -hmm. And stole this medallion. Now, it's rumored that they did this because Diddy was offering five grand for each medallion.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Now, this would be the push.
1: Oh, God, yeah.
3: This is what caused Tupac's death.
1: Okay. That
3: that fight right there is what caused it allegedly
1: yeah i yeah
3: allegedly i'm
1: gonna say allegedly because i have my my feelings i don't think it was yeah i don't think it was either
3: yeah so fast forward september 7th
1: 1996
3: yeah tupac and suge knight go to the mike tyson fight at the mgm grand in las vegas uh Mike Tyson actually was friends with Tupac and came out to a song written for him by Tupac just for him. That right. was his entrance. Uh, Tyson was fighting Bruce Sheldon, Seldon that night. And uh, the fight lasted exactly one minute and 49 seconds. And <laughs> Mike Tyson man. knocked him out. Um,
1: he is a bad dude. And I
3: am taking this from somewhere else that I heard it. Uh, to show how short of a fight that was. The national anthem lasted forty-one seconds longer than the fight did.
1: Are you serious?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Pete like spending like
3: well, two hundred bucks tickets on tickets were a grand each. I, it, ringside.
1: So, could you imagine spending a grand and for a minute, fi- I'd be pissed which off which is
3: why like thank god for youtube now because like all these ufc fights I, and shit yeah
1: you don't know i'm not
3: paying for the pay-per-view and no, i could it, watch the outcome on youtube in exactly
1: 20 minutes. like and jacks wants them so bad and i feel bad saying no but it's like i don't know how long it's gonna last no and like, you can watch it on youtube it, in 20 it could minutes. be a 10 like a 10 minute long match or it could be 30 seconds mm-hmm. you know and you're spending and 60 bucks
3: when you watch it on youtube you can rewind the fucking fighter who flashes the camera after she wins. (laughs)
1: Right. Just saying. Right. That fucking kid. Yeah. Jesus
3: Christ. So they leave. They're getting ready to leave. Uh, Tupac and the group, Entourage Posse, are walking through the hotel, and part of that group is Trayvon Lane. Trayvon sees Orlando Anderson and tells Tupac... That's the fucker who jumped me mm-hmm. and stole my shit. Yeah. So Tupac immediately approaches Orlando and starts beating the fuck out of him. Both entourages start beating the fuck out of each other. They clear the dugout. Yeah. The whole fight lasted 12 seconds.
1: <laughs> and it's all on video, it's isn't it? It's all on camera. Yeah it's, yeah. it's all on surveillance.
3: So Tupac leaves immediately and they head towards the Luxor, Luxor which is where... They were staying.
2: Yeah.
3: Now at the time he was dating Quincy Jones' daughter. Not not Rashida Jones, the other one. There was another one. Okay. Um, so he had given an interview and was talking about how Quincy Jones, how he doesn't understand dating white women, and white, blah blah blah. Yeah. So Rashida Jones actually wrote back to the magazine and was like, Hi, I'm one of those. Yeah. You know? So He ends up seeing what he thinks is Rashida Jones in a club. And he goes up to her to apologize. And it turns out it's her sister. Hmm. It's not her. Um, He ends up dating her. So, (laughs) yeah. uh, You're bitching about... You're mixed, but I'm going to date you. Right, So That makes sense. Now, she was with him that night. Yeah. And they went back to the hotel. And he told her, like, "I, I just don't have a good feeling about tonight like shit's gonna go down i just i want you to stay in the hotel mm-hmm. like the whole tombstoney vibe yeah. where like everybody's inside and it's lightning like right. that's what it makes me think of yeah which is complete opposite end of tupac but whatever um and she's like listen like just wear this wear the bulletproof vest and he's like no it's fucking balls hot out <laughs> yeah i'm not wearing it because he want he didn't want to sweat yeah that's why he didn't wear it right She's like, fine,
1: whatever. Uh, wrong choice. Yeah,
3: because uh, probably, you know, the fatal shot was to the chest. Yeah. So he does not wear whatever, the the bulletproof vest. So they all leave the Luxor and they go to Suge's house so Suge can change clothes. That's what they said. Yeah. So then they leave Suge's house to go to Club 662, where Tupac was supposed to be performing later for a charity event. Now... In Vegas, you have to, in order to carry your weapons as a security guard or an off-duty police officer or whatever,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you have to file for a permit prior to getting there. Oh. You have to basically just file for, it's almost like a concealed carry permit. Yeah. Well, for some reason, for the first time ever, because Suge Knight has a house in Vegas. Yeah. This permit was not done. <laughs> So go figure. Yeah. Now Death Row had their own security company. Yeah. And their security company was run by off duty police officers. That's and they hated all the they police, hired.
1: which cracks yeah. me up.
3: But all he employed were off duty police yeah.
1: officers. Scumbag off duty.
3: Um yeah. so the head of Death Row security, Reggie Wright Junior told all of his people that their weapons were not going to be allowed in the club because they did not have this permit to carry their weapons. Yeah. So all of their guns would be in the cars outside. Um so again, for the first time ever this permit is not applied for.
1: <sighs> oh my
3: god. So they go and they have this, you know, fucking caravan and they have a, a car with um Tupac's head of his, like, head bodyguard. He's driving Tupac's girlfriend's car Mm -hmm. with six other people. There's a car behind them with six other people. Now, Tupac's head bodyguard had just gotten, he had just gone on vacation. And he had lent his equipment, like his radio and Mm -hmm. a couple other things, to another dude while he was on vacation. He didn't have a chance to get it back. So he has no radio on him. So now, Tupac's head bodyguard is in a separate car. With no gun and no radio.
1: Go figure. Okay. Why the fuck does that happen? Followed
3: by the three guys in Tupac's group mm-hmm. with no guns. A car behind them full of bodyguards with no guns. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Tupac and Suge Knight are in a car, just the two of
1: them. Yeah. That makes sense.
3: Hmm. What?
1: Yeah. Say what? Did
3: we not learn from putting Kennedy in a car with no bubble? Right. Just saying. Right. Because they're driving down the strip making no point to hide who they were. None mm. whatsoever. Right. Um, They're driving down the strip. Doo, 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 mm, mm, mm. Just like um, that. Yep. Playing their music so loud that uh, a bike cop pulls them over and gives them a ticket. What? A bike cop? A bicycle cop. Well, you've never been to Vegas, right? No. You can drive about seven miles an hour on the Strip. Okay. You, you cannot drive, drive. Right. So, like, it's a, it's a fucking parade. So, yeah, a bike cop so 100% could, yeah. <laughs> pew, pew. I, oh, my God. If you think I would. Ring. Yeah. Um, wrote them a ticket for their music.
2: <laughs>
3: so, they're driving, you know, not trying to hide who they are. There's a guy on the street who's like, hey, it's Tupac. And yeah. it's one of the last pictures of Tupac ever taken. Oh, yeah. Mm. Not the one you're thinking of. That was a reporter guy. Okay. Who sees him on his bicycle and kind of rides with him. And he's talking mm. to Tupac. And he's the one who got that picture. Tupac's looking Tupac's right at the looking, camera. Yeah, and that's what I was driving. Yeah. So while they're driving, a, a car full of broads pulls up next to him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my God, it's Tupac, it's Shook, blah, blah. And Tupac's like, hey, we're going to this club. You want to go? Yeah. Which makes me think that that's what Regulator was based off of. Yeah. I just had that thought.
1: Oh, yeah. Huh. That's yeah. good thinking there. Yeah.
3: Nate Dogman. Yeah. Just Nate and Dog. the G Child. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, we're going to go. <laughs>
1: yeah. So
3: right? they were next to them. Okay, to the right of them. Mm. Nobody can see my hand gestures that I'm no, showing. No, no. Um, this is for my benefit but I, only. In mine. Um, so like, <laughs> there. Here's Tupac and Shug, and here the girls come, and then they're like, okay, well, we're gonna go this way because we know where you're going, we know how to get there. We're gonna avoid continuing going down the strip. Right. So they go to turn right. So they inch up to the light. When they inch up, yeah, a white Cadillac pulls up behind them. Okay. Now, this white Cadillac, because they pull up and go to the right, this white Cadillac is able to get Have essentially right next to them. Yeah. Witnesses say all that they see is this white Cadillac creeps up. They see a black gloved hand reach out of the back driver's side window. So the back yeah. seat driver's side window. Yeah. And they hear ten to fifteen shots.
1: Damn, that's it, man. Um
3: so Tupac's head bodyguard sees this happening and is like, what the fuck?
1: Oh, shit. He
3: can't talk to anybody because he doesn't have a fucking radio. Yeah. He can't shoot at anybody because he doesn't have a fucking gun. So he takes off after the car. Mm -hmm. They get a couple blocks down. This car turns around and shoots up their car. Oh, really? Yes. So there was a second shooting that nobody knew about. You hear nothing about that. So the bodyguard's car was shot up.
1: Did anyone get hit? No.
3: And they ended up backing off because they're like, Oh, yeah. What the fuck are we going to do? You can't bring a knife to a gunfight. Right. You know? Right. Not even
1: a knife. You you have nothing.
3: Right. So in the meantime, Suge is hit in the head with glass from the windshield. He was never shot. He was not shot. But head wounds bleed. Okay. So he's gushing blood from his head. Okay. But he looks over and Tupac is not responding essentially to him. And um, he knows that that Tupac's been shot. So, excuse me. He says that he is like, well, I have to get him to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. So he goes to Busta Yui on the strip. Yeah. And he hits a median. And blows out the tires. Okay. So he can't go anywhere.
1: That's, how, that's why they got stuck.
3: That's why they got stuck. Because he tried to go over the median.
1: Yeah. Um, kind of like you the other night. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't get stuck.
3: Right. Now, on one hand... Okay. Now, when you're on the Strip... If they were going the way that I think they were going... I think they were going... I don't know if the Strip ones east or west. Either way. So when you're going down the Strip... If you're going towards like Fremont Street, mm-hmm. there is a hospital behind you. Oh, okay. So if he was going that way towards Fremont Street and he busted you, okay, the hospital's there. Yeah, I don't think that's why he did it, but that's my personal opinion. Um, so
1: I don't think so either. I don't think so. I at think all. he tried to drive him around to make sure to that make he, sure died. he died
3: because he was still alive. Yeah. Um. So Suge gets out of the car and he's screaming. Pack, Pac. And um there was a, a squad that was close. So mm-hmm. um there was an officer that arrived on scene first. Uh, his name was Chris Carroll. And he said that um Tupac's body was essentially falling out of the car. Jesus. So um he pulled him out of the car and put him on the ground. Yeah. And Suga's yelling at him, obviously. And um Tupac is trying to sit up and he keeps telling him like just lay down just lay down yeah. and then he's saying who did this who did this to you yeah he wants a dying declaration
1: you're right okay which every cop knows that's what you're supposed to and, do
3: and every paramedic who happens to work for and or date someone on the task force
1: knows that you ask to get a dying that's declaration that's the first thing you ask who mm-hmm. shot you because they'll tell the medics yep
3: um so he hears Suge Knight screaming Pac, he said, and this is when he realizes that it's, it's Tupac. So he's telling him, like, who did this? Who shot you? And he says, quote, he looked at me and he took a breath to get the words out. He opened his mouth and I thought I was actually going to get some cooperation. And then the words came out. Fuck you. <laughs>
1: It's funny, but it's not. It's like, funny, but it's. Not. I would have been pissed. Yeah. Like fuck you, go ahead and die. Those were you know? literally his last but words. But That's so Tupac.
3: Yeah, and those were those were his last words. Wow. Um. So he ended up. Obviously, he went to the hospital. Um. And he six days later, he he had emergency surgery. He had multiple. Procedures and um, after the last surgery, he was put in a medically induced coma, mm-hmm. and he ended up dying on September 13th of 1996 from internal bleeding.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, the cops obviously at the scene. There's a butt ton of fucking witnesses. Oh yeah, because it's Vegas. Yeah, nobody saw shit. Of course, nobody saw shit. Of course. Shug Knight ends up coming down to the police station three days later yeah. with three different attorneys, and He's tells not the police, talk. "I know who did it. I ain't fucking telling you."
1: Yeah, because it was his order. Yeah,
3: well,
1: <laughs> that's what I think.
3: So he, he flat out said, "I know who did it. I'm not telling you." Wow. So they end up getting a task force together, and after three years. One of the detectives, by the name of Craig Ketting, uh, came upon evidence allegedly that Sean Puffy Combs
1: mm-hmm. did he
3: hired a Crips member to kill both Suge Knight and Tupac for a million dollars.
1: Hmm. Now I, I could believe that, but I, I, I still don't think that's what mm-hmm, happened.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they end up investigating this person. Okay. <clears throat> whose name is Dwayne Keith Keith D. Davis. Yes. Okay. Now, in two thousand by two thousand and eight. Yeah. Okay. Six months after Tupac is shot and killed, Biggie Smalls is shot and killed. Yeah, okay? I remember. Everybody knows it's connected. Mm-hmm. Nobody will say shit. Right. So they end up forming this like years long sting. And task force to Biggie's murder. Yeah. They pull Keith D in mm-hmm. and say, listen, in 2008, they pull him in and they're like, listen, we've done this surveillance. We've done these wiretaps. We know, you know who did it. Yeah. We know that you know that. Yeah. And he says, it wasn't us. That's what he tells guy. It wasn't us. So then they tell him
1: cuz it was should.
3: <laughs> we if we know you did it for money. We know you did it. We yeah. know they offered you a million dollars. Yeah. And Keith D says, I would have done it for 50. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Now, Keith D talks a lot in 2008 mm-hmm. and says that at the shooting with Tupac Shakur While he was not the shooter, he was in the car. Yeah. But he won't say who the shooter was.
2: Okay. But he
3: was in the car. He keeps saying that. And at some point, he says that Suge put him up to it.
1: That's, see, that's what I believe. He says this in
3: 2008. Now, everybody's like, no, you're full of shit. Because the cops were basically like, you either tell us what you know about Tupac and what you know about Biggie, or you're going to jail.
1: Because didn't Suge owe Tupac a, a so, ton of money?
3: This was in September. In October, Death Row Records was due to pay Tupac Shakur $4.5 million yeah. dollars in royalties. Right, right. Now, their accountant for Death Row Records had gone through line by line of this royalties check that they needed to give him mm-hmm. and wrote off a bunch of shit. To the okay. point that, like, it dwindled down to Death Row Records only owed him a million dollars. Yeah. So, Tupac's, like, out $3.5 million, you Watch know? Fuck that. <clears throat> but it's alleged that Death Row wasn't as profitable as they said they were. Yeah. Or the right. money was going somewhere. Yeah. So, now, Keith D says that <clears throat> he... His nephew, you know, after that fight at the MGM, his nephew, Orlando Anderson, Mm. he tried to calm him down and make sure that he just didn't do anything. He just, he, he left it at that.
2: Yeah.
3: So he ends up, he, he, they let him go. What? They, they, they let him go. They let Keith D go. Wow. So this is 2008. So now we still don't know. Who killed anybody? So, time fucking marches on. Mm-hmm. And on, and on,
1: and on. And on.
3: 27 years later. Oh, man. Okay. It's been that long. Keith D. writes a book. <laughs> it's called Compton Street Legend. Um, and it's his memoir. Memoir. And in this book... He says, quote, The infamous Suge Knight, former Death Row Records CEO, and I are the only living eyewitnesses to the deadly confrontation on the Las Vegas Strip between the occupants of our two vehicles. This is what it says in the Amazon listing. Yeah. Um, he then started doing interviews oh, about the
1: book. Dude, murder has no... Statute of limitation.
3: I think I think he waited. I think he waited for Suge to go to jail yeah. and know that Suge was going to stay in, in jail, jail yeah. and not come get him.
1: And what's he in jail because, for?
3: Uh a fatal hit and run. Really? Mm-hmm. He did a hit and run and killed somebody.
1: No
2: shit. Now,
3: what you don't know about, what you don't hear about is when Suge said, I know who did it. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell anybody. Right. Keith D goes on to say that he was in the car. And he pulled up next to the Cadillac Yeah. and locked eyes with Shug. Really? They knew each other because they had known each other since they were children.
1: No way. Yes.
3: So he knew exactly who he was. Yeah. Now, it's alleged, this is what... Keith D. says mm-hmm. that he was in the front seat. <clears throat> okay, so Las Vegas PD gets a hold of this, and they're hearing about it. And they flat out say, they give a press conference and flat out say that his interviews reinvigorated the investigation. Oh, saying, wow. Saying, quote, he provided a, his own series of statements that are consistent with the evidence that we gathered.
1: What a dummy.
3: They added... um, that because of, the search, they were, because of this, they were able to get a, a search warrant. Mm-hmm. And what they found in the house co- corroborated all the evidence, too, because this guy kept everything <laughs> oh and God. had everything.
1: What an idiot.
3: So what he says, what Keith D. says in the book is that on that night, they found out that there was the million-dollar bounty mm-hmm. on their heads. And that P. Diddy had put that bounty on their heads. Yeah. But then when they got into the fight with Orlando Anderson, Baby mm-hmm. Lane, mm-hmm. Um, he said, quote, the shit became ominously personal because, again, Orlando's his, his nephew. Yeah. Um, so him and his crew waited outside the club, waited, waited, waited. He didn't come out. So they're like, what the fuck? So they left and went to the liquor store. They were on their way to another club called the Carriage House. Now, on the way, they ended up catching sight of Tupac and Suge because Tupac was hanging out of the car, waving at people.
1: Man, what are you doing?
3: Keith D flat out says, if Pac had not been hanging out of the window, we would have never seen him. Hmm. Again, I ask, why was just him and Suge in a car car alone? alone? Because you know his bodyguard would have been like, get your your black ass back in this fucking car right now.
1: Exactly.
3: Now, somebody from their security detail who did have a radio would come out later and say that right after the shooting stopped, they heard somebody on the radio say, got him. Followed by, don't say anything on the radio. Oh. Mm hmm.
1: Man, that's mm-hmm.
3: juicy. Yeah. That's so, juicy, baby. Now, Keith D said they pulled up next to him, and Tupac made an erratic move and attempted to reach down beneath his seat because, again, the weapons are in the car. Mm hmm. But they're where they can't reach him. I don't know. It's beneath his seat. Yeah. He can't get to that fucking thing.
2: Yeah.
3: And when the shoot when the driver was told to shoot,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: he didn't. The backseat passenger was told shoot. He said, No, man, I can't. I can't. I can't. So Orlando reaches through over because Keith D didn't want to lean over the driver to shoot. So Orlando was in the back seat behind him and was like fuck this on the this, passenger on side on the passenger side and took the Glock out of Keith D's hand leaned over mm-hmm. the other guy behind right. the driver and did the shooting mm. Um <clears throat> he says also that he heard stories that Shug used Tupac as a shield I could believe that mm-hmm. Um he said <laughs> that they flew out um, after the shooting had stopped and they the car full of girls actually also followed them and they shot out their window so they stopped
1: wow mm-hmm. so three shootings <clears throat> altogether
3: mhm mm-hmm. um so he he this is what he says happened flat out this yeah. is what happened yeah. that orlando did the shooting mhm now which um, I,
1: I can believe, mm-hmm. but I still think...
3: I think Suge put, put him up to it. ...should
1: put him up to
3: it. Too much stuff doesn't make sense. No, no. He says in his book that, um, he said that Suge was hit first, that the first shot skinned his head. And he said, uh, I thought the motherfucker was dead. Um, you know, and that he said that people think he used Tupac as a shield, but that was bullshit because Suge had already been wounded. Fifteen rounds?
1: And, yeah. Fifteen
3: rounds. Right. And Tupac took five, four, excuse me, fatally, dead on, square right. in the chest. And Suge Knight, who's 400 fucking pounds and six foot eight.
1: Has doesn't nothing. Doesn't get shot once? Yeah, that makes no sense. No. That just makes no sense.
3: It And it starts with the gun permit. Right. Dude's got a house in Vegas. He knows what his security team needs. Yes. He knows for a fact his security team needs permits. Yeah. Your house is there. You yeah. know that. No right. permits applied for it, for the first time ever.
1: Yeah, for the first time ever.
3: There's no bodyguards in the car.
1: That, dude, The guns
3: are supposedly in the car, but you can't reach them, clearly.
1: It just doesn't add up. None
3: of it adds up. None, none of it yeah, adds it up. It just doesn't add up. N- none of it. Not a single part of it. So... um. <clears throat> He doesn't say in the book, he doesn't specify who the shooter is, just says it's one of my guys. But then in a later interview, flat out said that it was Orlando Baby Lane Anderson who killed him. Mm -hmm. He said in the interview, quote, Orlando rolled down the window and popped him. If they would have drove on my side, I would have popped him. But that was the other side. And that was in a 2019 interview. Oh, wow. And this guy was just arrested. Damn. Now, Orlando Anderson would go on to sue Tupac Shakur's estate. Really? For his injuries sustained in the MGM Grand Assault.
1: <laughs> no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No way.
3: And very shortly after, was countersued by Afina Shakur Yeah. for uh, wrongful death. Nice. Now, none of those lawsuits went anywhere Yeah. because Orlando Anderson was shot and killed in 1998 in a gang-related shooting. Hmm. Man. Huh. Huh. The other two in the car, Terrence Bubble Up Brown... Bubble Up. ...and DeAndre Freaky Smith... Freaky! ...were also dead.
1: Oh, my God. It One just... Come on.
3: Freaky died of natural causes in o four.
1: Hmm.
3: In his... 30s yeah and uh the other one brown was shot and killed in
2: 2015
3: Man, now he so this arrest happened oh god how long ago not long not long ago a couple months maybe yeah Yeah. and i mean they literally pulled up to this guy on the street and he's like yep
1: oh yeah they have the video the body
3: i know why you're here they
1: have the body Mm -hmm. worn Footage of mm-hmm. it, and he, yep, I know, yep, I know.
3: So, the the police give a press conference, and they say that that they've suspected these four for quite some time, um, but couldn't really move on a lot of it because they, they were dying; they were dropping like fucking flies, right? Um, so, Davis has been charged with murder, mm-hmm. um, and the use of a deadly weapon, and also providing a firearm. Um, they searched his home and they found. um,
1: Is that the flame that keeps like ticking?
3: Yeah, it is. Oh my god. Yeah. Did you notice the the wood wick candles? Yeah. Um, that they make noise.
1: Yeah, a lot.
3: Yeah, they make like like a lot out, of noise. Outdoor noise almost. But
1: it, yeah, it's very soothing. Yeah,
3: it it is. It's it's like a crackling. Yeah. Yeah,
1: mine burned out because I I used it so oh, much. Oh, mine's at work. Yeah. So. I those candles are amazing.
3: Yeah, they are. Um so Keith D was actually in jail for quite some time. Um he ended up spending fifteen years in jail for a, a multi million dollar nationwide drug ring. Oh jeez. Yeah. Um but the police were like we knew who it was. Yeah. Um of course. But prior, they also said um Prior to his public declarations, he was unprosecutable essentially. Yeah, because it's hearsay. It is whether it's coming from him or not, because he's not yeah. he's not admitting to being the shooter. Right, he's admitting to being there. Right, so it's hearsay, and the guy's dead. He can't defend himself. Right, so you know. Um,
1: but I wonder if Suge Knight is going to face anything?
3: No, because they are. He, Keith D is flat out saying like. Diddy had the hit on him, but we did it because he beat up Orlando. That's what it had to do with. I I, I don't believe any of that shit. I think Diddy had the fucking bounty on him. I
1: I believe that.
3: But I think Suge ultimately was responsible.
1: Yeah, because not just that he owed him so much money. I, I thought Tupac wanted out of Death Row. And was trying to start his own label. He
3: was. Now there's not like a super lot of proof of that. Yeah, but, but that was yes, that was the yeah. the rumor. And was,
1: Suge was pissed about yep, that.
3: Yep, because like, yes, he wanted out, and and he, it may
1: not sound like something big, but he, Suge is a bad dude. Well, and, and
3: Tupac was had the first ever. <clears throat> double platinum album right? in in gangster rap and right. in, in that genre. And for Death and Row. So for if Tupac would have left Death Row.
1: That would have been huge. That
3: would have been it for Death Row. Yeah. I mean, Dre and, and Snoop probably could have carried them for a little while. But, yeah. you know, because as it stands, when Tupac died, Death Row Records died. essentially died. Oh, so yeah. So Suge didn't get what he wanted anyways. Right. The outcome did not end up in his favor, right? Regardless, so I, I think, I think, Sean did it. Oh, I a hundred percent. I, I, I think totally think he did. I think.
1: Now we could be totally wrong, <clears throat> right? But that's I also just get what the I
3: feeling think. like
1: too much just doesn't add up.
3: I feel like Diddy's a wiener too. Like, I do too. He just he he pays for things.
1: Yes, he can't do it himself. No,
3: and you know. Him and Biggie obviously had the the beef, and you know in in the song that uh, Tupac released, he was bragging about banging biggie's wife, right, Faith Evans, and you know, they recorded a song together, yeah, I know, and she was like, "I didn't know that there was a beef, oh I bullshit, didn't know honey. Tupac was in death row records, bullshit, honey, but like people would say she would come in disguises, but then Tupac would go on to say. I, I, I wasn't banging his wife. I was banging his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, there was obviously that beef between them, but I think ultimately it came down to he was going to cost Suge money. And oh, he yeah. just couldn't. He,
1: he couldn't deal with that. Mm-mm.
3: He couldn't deal so, with it. Yeah. So uh, there's just, you know, and then obviously there's the the conspiracy theories that he's still alive. Um a guy came out and said that he helped him move to Cuba.
2: Yeah. I'm not um, buying it.
3: Well, one of the big things, too, is, it, like, in some of the videos and stuff that were released um, after he passed. Lay down.
1: I can't pause oh, well. it.
3: Um, but, like, uh, the the rich guy's always got the shit first anyways. Right. You know? So, I don't know. He's in Cuba with Elvis. Um, <laughs> Elvis is—they're having the a great fucking time, right? But I—I I think Suge knew that if Tupac left, that was it. That was it, you know. And he sold more records and had more records released after he died. Yeah, oh yeah, same um, with like
1: Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy how that works, and Elvis yeah. too.
3: But then you think about it, dude. Tupac was twenty.
1: And he did so much. He was
3: 25. He
1: did so much. And
3: he had such a short span. Like you said, just like Nirvana. Like Nirvana. it was such a short span. Four years. Yeah, it was four years for him, too. Yeah. So I I just, there's so much more that, you know, the cops were, I don't want to say they were hiding something. Right. But they were hiding something. Yes. I mean... I mean, there's all these allegations that, that the murder weapon was found in LA, and right. LA flat out they came out and said, This is the gun that killed Tupac. So they uh, allegedly found the gun in LA in an uh, acquaintance or whatever's girlfriend's backyard. Yeah. And LAPD was like, 100 fucking percent, this is the gun that killed Tupac. Right. This is the murder weapon. They sent the gun to Vegas,
1: and it was. And wasn't. Vegas
3: PD was like, Nah. No, no, nope, not the gun. But then they come out later and say they never got it. It never what? got sent to them. Yeah. So. Oh,
1: my God. I mean,
3: really, you can get away with anything with money. Yeah. Apparently.
1: So. Oh, yeah, <clears> you can.
3: Yeah. I. I, I don't know. I, the I, the I district attorney feelings. came out and said that Keith D was the one who ordered the hit on Shakur because of. Orlando, I, and that's what Keefty is saying, and I don't fucking buy it.
1: I don't buy it one I bit. think
3: there's still too many people alive.
1: Yeah. should can have someone from jail mm-hmm. or f- from prison kill this dude. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I still think he... I think he wanted to make money from the book. Yeah. But he's leaving out mm-hmm. parts of it because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to end up dead.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, 100 fucking percent. Because, like you said... Shook and still order that fucking hit. Yeah, you know, but it, it's the age old fucking thing that we always say: the only way to get away with murder is to shut the fuck up. Yeah, but I think it got to the and point. These guys did. That, I mean, it was twenty-seven fucking 27 years.
1: Twenty-seven for twenty-seven years, but they did. Dude
3: didn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, as early or as late, however you want to call it, as as two thousand and eight. He's being interviewed by the police and they're like, we know you did it. And he was, it wasn't us. Right. He put him in 2008. He put himself in the car. Right. So he's been talking about it the whole fucking time. Yeah. And PD was like, man, eh, we don't have enough. Yeah. No, oh, we don't have enough. That I don't get. I mean, at that point in 2008, obviously Orlando, who he was saying was the shooter, was dead. Mm-hmm. But he's putting himself in the car.
1: Right. How stupid One is that? One of the that?
3: charges that they're they're charging him with now is providing the weapon right. to Orlando to do the shooting. Right. You couldn't do that in a way?
1: Yeah. Of course they could. So Of course they could have.
3: <clears throat> they searched his house in July of twenty twenty three and that's they found a a ton of shit. Yeah. So um
1: it's gonna be interesting to see.
3: <sighs> Yeah. It's going to be very I want to see, if, to see this play out. I want to see if more comes out. I want to see if Biggie's murder was as tied to Tupac's as they say it was. Yeah, because if, if this guy is saying that he did it just because of Orlando, then Biggie's death had nothing, had nothing to, to do to with, do with it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's going to be interesting. But if,
3: if Suge did it, then Biggie's death 100% could oh, be tied yeah. to Tupac's. But then it makes you wonder too, like... Why Biggie? Why not Diddy? Because it seems to be that Diddy's the one with the mouth. Yeah. He's the one running his mouth. He's the one putting hits out on people. He's the one talking shit. Well, not maybe Biggie. B-
1: Biggie was an easier target.
3: Well, yeah, for obvious reasons, but I mean <sighs> was he the the more popular one and that's why I mean, I don't yeah. know. It makes you wonder cuz B- Diddy definitely had the fucking bigger mouth. Oh, yeah. So I'm curious to see what actually is gonna
1: yeah, it's gonna be interesting for <clears throat> this to uh For yeah. this to play out,
3: yeah, I really so. do wonder
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, but <clears throat> well, you did a great job with information, oh, well, thank you, I mean you still I knew a lot about this, and you still blew my mind with Boom. some stuff, some information
3: that, uh that so. was my plan yeah,
1: so I appreciate that, baby.
3: Oh, and um, Keith D still said that Diddy never paid him. So, like, on one hand, he says <laughs> they did it for Orlando, but on the other hand, he comes out and says that the Southside Crips never got the money. Really? From
1: Diddy. Really? Yeah. really? Fucking Jew! What a What's dick!
3: Wrong with you? <laughs> what mm-hmm. a dick! Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, thank you for this one. This one was awesome, uh, guys, Patreons. Thank you for being part of the family. <laughs> Hope you uh, enjoyed this one. And we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye. What's
0: so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar.